Nerd Cognito is brought to you by Green Man Gaming. Did you know that Green Man Gaming has saved gamers $26 million just in the last year? Green Man Gaming should be your first stop for AAA and indie titles. Why pay full retail price? The Green Man negotiates with the individual software studios and provides the best possible price to you. By not paying a middle steamy man, if you know what I'm saying, you're able to get keys for all of your platforms, including Epic Games, Steam, Origin, and more at an incredible discount. Go to nerdcognito.com, scroll down to find our sponsors, and click on the Green Man Gaming link for all of your video game needs. Now, on with the show. We had our YouTube channel permanently suspended. When you say permanently suspended. They nuked the channel, deleted the content, and like the account still exists. But if I go to YouTube with that account, YouTube comes up with a blank page. Wow. They I can't even watch I can't even watch a YouTube video if I'm signed in under that account. No warning, no nothing. No warnings, no hey. Can you change your description? Because I would have been like, yeah, I'd, all I did was cut and paste it, right? But, you know, I can't let go of that shit, especially if I'm coming off of Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking myself off of Lexapro. That's the last thing that I need. And then apparently I was an asshole. So, no, nothing. Just crazy mood swings. <laughs> Hi and welcome. Happy, happy new year, everybody. It is another week, another episode of Nerd Cognito. My name is Ryan David, and I am joined finally back from his great sojourn by Just Mike. Hey, Mike. What's going on? How was your trip this past week, Mike? Excellent. Week and a half, I should say, right? Yeah, uh, it felt much shorter than a week and a half. But um, it was good. It was good. I got to see a lot of people I don't get to see uh, pretty much the whole year. So, Yeah, last week we had Bert sitting in for you. Did you get a chance to check out the the broadcast last week? I did, most of it. Um, heard you talking shit about me. Uh, Not any more than I would normally. And, you know. <laughs> no, I know. I thought it was good. Definitely sounded a lot better than uh, me speaking. Well, Bert was in studio. Uh, this week, Bert is not in studio, but Bert is with us remotely because we're going to be talking about The Witcher 2, and I promised him that when we do that, we definitely wanted to hear his thoughts on it. Everybody, hey, say hello to Bert. Bert, you with us? I'm here. Hi, everybody. Hey, he's here. We had to wake him up for a minute there, Mike. You had to poke him. So... Full crew tonight. We got all three of us assholes. Well, two assholes and Bert. So Maybe that's we what we, all... we'll change the name of the podcast. Two assholes and Bert. <laughs> two assholes and Bert. You know what? Then we can get back on YouTube because it'll be a whole new podcast. Two assholes and Bert. Welcome on YouTube. Oh, yeah. We are permanently suspended from YouTube. We must be doing something right because when I look at the list of people that we're joining – it's a pretty esteemed and profitable list. I just don't know where those profits are for us. <laughs> but um, yep. YouTube, uh, 
not because of content, but because of a technical issue. Um, no strikes, no warnings, just zapped the podcast channel. So I've been uh, working with them today. It's not looking good for an immediate return. Um, but we will be back in some capacity. That's okay, because only like 11 of you listen on YouTube anyhow, which I was really surprised. I said, oh, shit, how much of our listenership are we going to lose? And literally, it was 11 unique users that specifically listen to us on YouTube. So fuck you, Google. I shouldn't say that because Google Podcasts is like our top subscription getter. And then YouTube, I don't know. It's all fucked up. But it's the same feed, the same show. Google Podcast digs it. YouTube hated it. We're off of YouTube, Mike. We are ostracized once again. Well, hopefully that gets remedied uh, pretty quickly here. I use YouTube all the time to watch videos of just anything. You know, people I follow on Twitch or anywhere else. So hopefully that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about two weeks minimum. Yeah. So, but like I said, the damage is minimized because it literally was our smallest distribution channel, even smaller than Spotify who are still being cocksuckers too, but I don't care about I've given up on Spotify. New year. We are, uh, we're looking at a new year. How was your new year's Eve, Mike? Um, I, you know, I don't do much on new year's Eve. Usually I typically, and I'm happy just to stay home and do nothing. Um, I had my girlfriend in and that's the way the night was going. And then right before New Year's Eve, she decides that she wants to blow it out. She's like, let's let's do some cocaine. Let's fucking do something or let's go out. I'm like, okay, I'm not sitting at home doing cocaine, so let's go out. And, uh, yeah, ended up at the casino, and uh, it was actually all right. I was was being grumpy the whole night because I really was pissed off that I had to take a shower at 1130 and go out. But um, it was good. But you know what? Uh, casinos on New Year's Eve, uh, I haven't been for a few years, but I've been to more than one New Year's Eve experience at a casino. And they really do an awesome, at least they did, and I can't fathom they're going to change it now. They do an awesome job. I've been to them in Atlantic City, where it was incredible. I've been to some Vegas New Year's Eves, and I've been to some of the local New Year's Eves, and all of the casinos did a great job. Did you win any money? I actually did, yeah. I once I walked away with some money, so that's nice. That's a bonus. Uh, but I agree. I, I if I'm not home, at least the last probably 10 years, if I'm not staying home on New Year's Eve, I usually end up at the casino. It's my home away from home. And New Year's Eve is always nice. brings out the best of people. Everybody looking to party. I've never done a New Year's Eve at the casino. Uh, it sounds like a good time, though. No, if you like to gamble. I don't know if you like to gamble, Bert, but if you are if you don't mind sitting around playing slots or doing the tables, I mean, I don't know. It's, no in my mind, no better place. No, I was going to say, maybe next year we should all caravan and – Maybe even make an event of it and invite – oh, no, I don't know. We can invite some of our listeners and meet us in Atlantic City on the boardwalk for New Year's Eve. Just a thought. Or, I don't know. Or we could just make an event and go to the casino on a weekend one day. We can. I, I, I definitely need need a, a good casino trip. The problem is, man, scheduling yeah, always- you know, between kids True. and work and, and uh, the boss's schedule. Uh, you know, she – my boss does a lot of her business on the weekend, so that's that's always tough. Yeah. Bert, what did you guys do this this New Year's Eve? Oh, my uh, sister in law and her husband got a new house, so everybody went over there for New Year's Eve and um, had a few drinks. You know, I did my 
best pirate impression and tried to get through the rum. You did not drink an entire bottle of whiskey this week. No, 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 no entire bottle of whiskey. I did have about six ounces of rum, but you know, that's not anything major. Oh, that's all right. We, um, we went to our friends and neighbors across the street. Mike, you remember book club, our, uh, the, the lovely, uh, president of the book club that lives across the street. I mean, I've really, I've never been introduced to book club and I remember it. Oh, you, I, you would love to be introduced to book club, especially, especially if book club's husband is not around. <laughs> I mean, book club's an attractive, not my type. She's very lipstick, but she's a very attractive woman. Um, yeah, we, we were over at their house for New Year's Eve. They did some fireworks throughout the night and mostly everybody was just getting drunk. That's that's really what it was. Book club was wasted when we got there and we got there right after sunset. And the night just kept going. She kept hugging me and not just hugging me, but like hugging me. And uh, I don't know how I felt about it. You know, and sunset is like five o'clock nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, we we were over there. Maybe not right after sunset, but we were definitely there seven eight o'clock. It was it was a long haul at the book club, but um, no, everybody was drunk. Everybody was having a good time. The uh, one other person that I work with, I found out that she's really into anal play because she was drunk. <laughs> hey, so now you know, I have to face her at the nine to five. No, and not mention her asshole. Well, you got to come up with like uh, some puns or something like that that just kind of reference it when you talk with her. Well, and the cool thing is they're very cool, and and she gets like how I am, so I I could get away with it. It's not like one of those ones. Eh, what do you mean, tossing salad? And then they find out, and then it's a trip to campus human resources. Not not looking forward to that. Hey, this week we're going to take a look at The Witcher 2. I know Mike was the first one to finish it. I was the laggard of the group, I think. Um, but we were waiting for everybody to finish The Witcher Season 2 this week before we talk about it. And we're going to give you our thoughts about it. I have some thoughts. I'm sure everybody has some thoughts. We all have things that we like, things that we disliked. And we'll generally give you a rundown on The Witcher Season 2. We've got the news on deck. And we've got something special for after the news. Anything you guys want to talk about this week that we can sort of shove in there? Much like my friend and co-worker is going to get it shoved in her a-hole. Well, how about this? I don't I don't know if any of you guys are into football at all. But do you know who Antonio Brown is, ex-Steeler? I do. Uh, he's just yes. – uh, he just... he's, he's like my NFL football hero. Okay, and he, but he's always causing problems. Zero fucks about anything. He is causing problems, right? Today, they're in the middle of a game. They're in the middle of a game. They're losing to, like, the Jets, which the Jets are awful. I mean, that's, the Jets have been awful since 1980. Right. He takes off all his gear and just walks out. Just walk, middle of the game. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and team end up winning the game anyway. They come back and win the game. Like, he's like a child. And I just saw something like if he would have had like a couple more catches, maybe fifty yards, like not even like easy to do for him, he would have got like bonuses of like you know another million bucks. And he just walked out, so now he's no longer on the team. The coach already said no, no, he's gone. I have no fucking idea what's wrong with that dude. What's fucking wrong with that dude is the pay disparity, man. He has no incentive 
He's at the point where what's a couple of million dollars? Yeah, but he's already alienated himself. Like he's never going to play football again. Now we'll find out years from now that he spent all his money and who knows what the fuck he gets into. But is this like his his plan? Is this his end game? He knows he doesn't want to play anymore and he's just going to milk it for all he can get and do whatever the hell he wants? I mean, that sounds like kind of a Ryan David thing to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, but why? Like you're playing with Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Bucks. You have a you're still in the playoff hunt. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. it seems like it was one of those things he just didn't think about and did it, and I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, I just you mentioned know, it's it. Crazy. I saw that Our listeners that are clicking off because we're talking. About- I know that's why I'm sorry for bringing it up, <laughs> but it's just crazy. No, no, it, it's, yeah. it's it's totally okay. Bird, anything you wanted to chime in with? Non-football no, I mean- related. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I thought you meant about the Antonio Brown situation. I was like, oh. Oh, I mean, you can. I mean, what's... Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as bad attention. So. Or is he trying to get out of his contract? There will not be a team that picks him up after this, I don't think. Because he had problems with the Steelers. He was on the Patriots, um, right? I'm not I'm not messing that up. Did he play somewhere on the on the left coast, too? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. But every team he's been on, he's been a troublemaker, and no one wanted him, I don't think. And then oh, uh, Mike figured out how to use his mic. You sounded amazing for 30 seconds. Well, I, I think I moved closer. Because <laughs> you told me. You told me before, well, however you are, it sounds great, so I, I haven't moved. Okay, well, where you were and where you are, I want you in between. That's where you should be. It's like me sucking... Sucking yep. a dick right here. Yeah, it's it is. It's it's very phallic. So you're you're speaking of sucking a dick. Your girl was in town. Oh, uh, that's not that's not a discussion <laughs> topic for this webcast. For no, this that's not. I know you. You just I just find it amusing that you think she's gonna absolutely hate me because of of our air conversations. Um, <laughs> Probably. Well, whatever. Let's just change gears to entirely, totally. Uh, remind everybody to check out Easy Roller Dice Company. Go to nerdcognito.com. Scroll down to the sponsors section of our page and click on the link for Easy Roller Dice Company. They have absolutely primo, primo premium dice um, for your table, for your game. Um, I was showing Bert a lot of the options that I think I'm going to pick up here in the next couple of weeks. And it is dice that are top quality and they'll fit any budget if you want some very exquisite metal dice if you want some incredible check out their cat's eye collection dice go to nerdcognito.com scroll down click on easy roller dice company link and just see what they've got it is super cool Bert, you you were looking through those before we went on the air and i showed you that set that i thought what do you think of the the easy rollers I mean, the quality is definitely there. I like the fact that they have different uh, different sizes, different styles. Like, uh, there was a lot of things in there that were reasonably priced, and then some over-the-top stuff. Their stone dice, their metal dice, all uh, look pretty cool. Super high-quality dice for any budget. Definitely check them out. Throw some dollars their way. They support us, so you should support them. Witcher 2, boys. Witcher 2. I keep talking about it like it's the game. The Witcher Season 2 has has finally hit. We've all finally watched it, and we're far enough out from release that I think it's pretty safe 
that we can talk about it. If you don't want to hear about it, jump forward a little bit to the rest of the podcast because nothing is um, off the books right now because it is a reasonable amount of time since its release. Mike, you were the first one to finish. What were your thoughts? Man, it seems like it was so long ago. Um, I, I mean, it was, it was I like know. three weeks ago. I know, it, but it feels much longer because I watched them so quick. But um, I, I love shows like that, man. I love fantasy beasts, those, those types of things. So I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I watched it with my parents. We completed the whole thing in three days, so they were into it. I was into it. It was good. I mean, there's a couple of things that specifics that I'm like, eh, but overall, I thought it was. It was very good. Bert, what were your impressions? I certainly didn't miss the like the disjointed timelines from the first season. But uh I thought it was I thought it was great. Like you like Mike said, there are a few things that you know I might have done differently, but overall I think that it was a you know a, a vast improvement on the first season. See, and I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here. I'm not gonna say that it wasn't an improvement. It was much more watchable if that makes sense than the first Mm -hmm. season but there were things that were missing from the second season that i wanted back i and i get that the first season especially in the early episodes was a little dry and a whole hell of a lot of fantasy politics but i wanted a little more of that this was a little too action movie for me and it didn't sort of satisfy the whole world overarching politics thing. There were a bunch of things that I thought were, were really cool. Like, you introduced Dijkstra this, this season. There was no build-up to who he was and why politically that was a huge fucking deal for the Witcher fandom, right? Um, True. The first season, a lot of the critics complained that it was too much of the faux poly, you know, we're talking about fake people in a fake world with fake politics, and they're talking about it for too long, and people are getting lost. My wife was one of those people. She was like, hey, what are they talking about? Um, there needed to be a better balance between the two. It was way too much of a Marvel movie for me. Now, I'm not saying it was bad. I loved it. I just wanted, what was it, seven, eight episodes, something like that? Eight episodes. Eight episodes. They, they, they had time. Give me... 10 minutes of political bullshit in each episode and and I would have been happy. Well, let's like just the action stuff. So there were two like I don't know, major beasts or monsters that ended up coming out. And like when jumped on the back and killed that fucking hybrid dragon thing. It, that yeah, was but that's yeah, was it see so like he drank the potion and he jumped and he killed it in one shot. Like it was and then when the other thing came out of the portal that looked badass, he killed that fucking thing in one shot. And it's like, I thought these were going to be boss, like, boss things, like, a little bit more involved in fighting them. It was like, oh, I'll drink a potion, and I don't even know what the fuck that the potion did. He just jumped and killed it. Well, it like, I think that's a little bit of the details. Maybe it's not just politics, but but some of the details as to why and how stuff works in the Witcherverse that that I would have liked to see more. Bert, you were you were saying? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. The first fight with the Chernobog, I mean, it was great using Sirius bait and making that leap off like it was a an epic moment, but they could have dragged that fight out a little more and made it a little more exciting. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, trying to bring it down with, I don't know, 
a crossbow or you know you know something to not not necessarily to pad the fight but to keep things more interesting you don't want your hero to be one punch man you know what i mean yeah he was and then he was one shotting uh, bosses on the other side of the coin, though, I don't want to see a ten-minute boss fight. I, I think that that's, yeah, that's too kung fu hustle, man. I, 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 I get it. Geralt's a badass. He takes out monsters. They hyped it up. Um, right. I mean, do, do, the albino basilisk fight where that thing should have been a lot harder. Right. I mean, I the, the venom from it was dissolving his armor, and he still killed it in one shot. Yeah, I mean, the tree person, uh, like, posed a bigger risk to him than those two beasts. And that, I don't know. I still loved it. Obviously, I said a lot. But I don't know. I thought those fights would have been a little bit more epic versus him just, eh. I mean, he's got all his other Witcher buddies f- fighting two regular creatures, and they're taking forever. And then the big one comes out, and he kills it, you know, one shot. No problem. Mike, on the other hand, uh, Ryan disagrees. He wants... Keep keep Geralt as a bad or uh, as a badass and give us more lore. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's definitely. I mean, we know he's a badass, and maybe that's what they're saying. Like, yeah, you know, nothing's a match for him. But that tree person took him a while. Was beating his ass. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. And I had to look up who uh, Dykstra was. Honestly, I didn't even know. But that's the uh, the king's man, the king's spy guy, right? That has yeah, the owl. He's, he's like CIA. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and. Um, in the game series, he's a pretty significant character as a secondary character, but it all plays into this the the lore and and the backstory and the intrigue and the drama. It doesn't play into the killing shit with your sword in one or two swipes. Um, and you know, for him to be there, it fell flat for me because I know why he's there, but that's only because I'm three Witcher games in. And two novels in someone sitting on a couch looking at this for the first time, giving it a shot because it's mainstream for Netflix. I don't know that it's going to hold them, and I don't know that they're going to understand the importance of him being there. Uh, great casting for him, though. I mean, it, it really was like that's what I would picture Agreed. him. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on the casting. Well, I didn't read the novels, and I very, I barely played Witcher 3. I don't know. I still enjoyed it. But yeah, I guess I don't know the significance of that guy's part, except he looked like a shady, a shady spy. He, he's and, like the king, shady. and the king's looks like a bitch. He is evil, devious James Bond. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't even want to say James Bond, because he, he won't get his hands dirty. He is, he is the mastermind behind everything, as far as uh, operatives and information brokering. Good casting. Not so good casting, I thought. Um, bothered me, season one. Bothered me, season two. Anna Schaefer. Triss. That's not Triss. I know, I was talking to some people earlier, and I said, yeah, yeah. There's one thing that I really dislike about the casting, and everyone's like, uh, Frangella. Oh, they, no, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with the casting for Frangella. I am not okay with Triss. It doesn't look like it. She doesn't portray the character as I perceive it. It's just not there. And maybe maybe that's something that is going to be explored because they really don't have the backstory with Triss and Geralt and Yen in place in the show yet. But the, the face, the way the character's portrayed, it doesn't do it for me. 
I can tell you what I hate is Jennifer. Just call it Jennifer, please. No Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that uh, that they didn't cast someone a little hotter as Jennifer. Ah, I think Jennifer was hot, but uh, I mean, you, you see, she's come a long way from where she started in season one. That's for sure. Well, the, from a character <laughs> standpoint, yes, but you know, well, she was Jennifer, like a troll. She was like a troll in season pinnacle one. Pinnacle of beauty, and I'm not saying that. She's not a good-looking girl, but she's a 7 and not a 10. And Yennefer should be a 10. Fucking Yennefer. I, li- I like her as a troll. She's a little... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if she went back to that and didn't sell out. Bert, you know the uh, the history of the Witcher and the in the Witcher world. What do you think of yes. Anna Schaefer's Triss? Yes. Um, That's what you think. Yes, you like it. I Looking at it, I mean, the... The question is, you know, like, is she true to the? And I, I, you, I can see kind of both sides of it. Like, the uh, they haven't really explored very much of her backstory, so we don't know very much other than, you know, just sort of her basic reactions to things. But you know, so far, is she the Triss that I remember from the games or the books? No, she doesn't feel like that. But the problem is, they've given her so little like backstory and development. All we know is like her reaction to what's going on with Siri and the Witchers and nothing else. Right. And, and from a continuity standpoint, we know that Triss and Geralt have fucked like rabbits at this point, but we don't know that the series has them at that point yet, too. So there may not be that tension between Triss and Yen. But again, the look of the character. Like, and then I guess you're saying that's she plays a much larger role than that. I think she does, and, and also, you know, the the portrayal of the character I don't think is large enough, and that may not be Anna Schaefer's problem. That might she might be told to downplay it at this point, but it's a significant character in the Witcher universe, and she shouldn't be downplaying aspects of the character's personality. Hmm. Fringilla certainly isn't. Like every, I've I've seen it. Oh, Fringilla is black now. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Fringilla is what I pictured Fringilla to be. She's cold. She's calculating. She's very ethical egoist. I appreciate all of those things, and the character is being portrayed well. Because I know I was I I was even debating whether I brought up the whole Fringilla is now black thing just because of the shit that I take from 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 the Wokey Pokies. But I, I don't care about that. That's not the character that rubs me the wrong way. The character that rubs me the wrong way is Triss. Everyone else is is spot on. I think I mix up my shows a little bit, too. I watch too many of these fantasy shows. I think The Green Knight was uh, that show Cursed, which you guys said you didn't watch. That was canceled. 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 That and the like other show movie. that you guys said neither one of you watched that was canceled... Uh, the Last Kingdom has got to be one of the best shows on Netflix. You guys got to give that show a try. Why? It's done. So what? Uh, there's still four seasons out there. So good. Oh, it, it did have a longer run. There were four or five seasons. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking of the other one. a good show. Now, can we all at least agree that Burn, Butcher, Burn is no toss a coin to your Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> Any reason we're not calling him Dandelion? Nope, just throwing that out there. Okay, silence. I don't even know. I'm lost. That's okay. 
I'll probably edit that out since there was no <laughs> reaction. <laughs> I don't, well, explain it to me. I don't know what in it the is. Books, in the books, the bard's nickname is Dandelion. Uh, Jessica. That Jessica's Joey Beatty. nickname is Dandelion. They, they never even mentioned it once. No. But I'm, I'm actually okay with the, the downplaying of Dandelion. I thought that it was over the top and ridiculous and didn't fit the first season and they really pulled it back. So as far as improvements, less Bard is always uh, an improvement for me. Yeah, I, he still played a significant role in the second season, but um, yeah, I didn't, he didn't annoy me as much. No, the first season I was like, oh, really? But his songs weren't as catchy in the second season as they were in the first. I was overthrowing a coin to my Witcher. Sorry, Bird. I know that was like your favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite part, but I definitely enjoyed the songs from the first season more than the songs from the second. I feel like he only sung one song in the second season, and maybe he sung it twice. The same song. No, he sang Burn, Butcher Burn several times because he's all angsty that Geralt left him. Yeah. Yeah, the only other song we really got out of him was when he was singing to, him, singing to the rats in prison. Right. Which I thought was a much more appropriate dandelion moment. I, I really appreciated that versus him just being a bumbling asshole with Geralt in the first season. So what happens now that this uh, flame guy has the uh, the blood to make witchers? That's got to be uh, the next season, right? That's going to be cool. I don't know what the, I don't know where they're going to go with that, but the with the Witcher mutagen. I mean, obviously it has series blood in it, so that's why he wanted it originally. But I don't know if they're going to be able to use the mutagen for some purpose or not. To make enemy Witchers. I think. If I were to speculate, I would say it would be more for like a weapon of mass destruction with the Elder Blood versus creating more Witchers. But I don't know. They definitely are going down their own path moving forward. Um, Agreed. I'm sure that they'll still have callbacks to the original lore, but it's definitely going to be blazing its own trail. So your guess is as good as mine. Right. I mean, we've seen the, like the, we've seen the wild hunt now. So that's interesting. Which I thought they did an excellent job with the wild hunt. I was on the fence when I, I don't remember. It was the first episode this season where they started referencing them, and I was like, oh, it's either going to be really good or really bad, because there's there's not a good way to do the wild hunt. There's not a way that you can do the wild hunt that's sort of in the middle, right? It's either going to be super cheese, or they're going to carry it well, and I think they did a good job. Well, how far are the books? Like, how many books are out there? There's only two books. You should definitely pick them up. Mm. In fact, I will link the books in the show notes, and... You can pick them up from Amazon. Remember, anything that you buy through our show notes is a way you can support the show without spending a penny more than you were going to spend anyhow. Click on the links to The Witcher books through the description in this episode, and we'll get a little slice. And if you're not buying The Witcher books, go to nerdcognito.com. Click on Support the Show and use our Amazon link. Anything you buy is a way that you can help us to keep bringing you more quality content where I make jokes and nobody reacts at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, the one thing I really like about it is Henry Cavill, well, or however you say his name, he's yeah. like a, he's a huge, uh, he's a huge gamer and like he loves The Witcher. Like he's all into the lore and everything else of The Witcher. He played he the games. Is. 
twice fully through, he said. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Henry Cavill is the Hollywood nerd. He is. He would totally be at our gaming table, and I think that's why nerd culture in general has sort of adopted him. He is as anti-Hollywood as you can get. Um, which, you know, whatever. It's cool. It's his, it's his deal. I'm not going to put him up on this giant pedestal, but I can't picture anyone else playing him. And the rumor mill is that he will not return for season three as Geralt. What do you think about that? Uh, where do you hear that in the rumor mill? Everything I've heard is he loves this character. Uh, I, I thought I just saw something today that he's been secured for season three. Oh, did they finally secure it? Uh, let me take a look I remember here. reading several weeks ago that there were a lot of production people that did not like him. Because he was correcting them all. <laughs> and that he was lobbying, or and that they were lobbying heavily, and Netflix was actually giving credence to recasting Geralt. Oh man, I wonder why they don't like him. I think it's because he corrects everybody on the the lore. If they get something wrong, he might. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard he does that. That that could that would be very in character from what I understand. The man is like now. Considering that we all just finished this, did you all see the preview at the end of the Netflix series for? Uh, Blood Origin, for the Witcher Blood Origin. The the Vesemir animated deal? No, no, this is a live-action miniseries. Like, uh, it's supposed to be like six episodes. It's like a prequel or something. Or something. It, it is. It's a prequel about the first Witcher and the... Uh, I, I always call it the Convergence because I watch too much Dark Crystal, but when the worlds collided and monsters and men and elves... The Conjunction. The Conjunction, right. Thank you. No, I... I, I must have missed it. I did. I picked up on the Vesemir, and I think that's available now. I haven't watched it. The Vesemir animated prequel-ish thing, but I did not hear about the um, the actual, I guess, series prequel series that's coming out. Yeah, it's called uh, Witcher Blood Origin. They had a preview right on the at the end of the last episode of The Witcher. Netflix automatically ran the preview, and I didn't know if that was. Oh, uh, see, I probably didn't watch that. I also think that the people that sit in the theaters through 10 minutes of credits to see 30 seconds are fucking retarded. So um, I, I, I can see how that flew over my head. Mikey, did you see this preview? I did, and I am also one of those people who will sit at the end of the Marvel Universe to watch that fucking one-minute thing. You have to. What's wrong with you? If it's that fucking important, put it in the film. You so gotta fucking watch it. Black and there's credits, I'm out of there. Yeah, but then you're just bumping into people usually. I guess not in that movie theater, though, because everyone knows to wait. That's like leaving a football game or a, a game early because you oh, want to beat seventh traffic. Inning, seventh inning stretch. you got to get out of there and beat traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to sit around and watch the Marvel Universe shit. Uh, I'm a DC guy anyhow. Well, that explains a lot, I guess. Well, thanks for sitting in with us, Bert. I uh, I definitely appreciated your your Witcher thoughts and tidbits um i hope it was ex as exciting as it was last week we're gonna do the news you want to stick around for the news yeah i can stick around all right well let's open this bitch up and take a look at the news hey mike yeah man do you ever carry a blackberry i actually yes <laughs> i never did i was i was very much in the uh palm camp not the blackberry camp back in the day um it was I, my work phone i mean when i uh when i first started working for uh 
the blackberries and to be honest when i was changing from a blackberry to an iphone i remember like going almost kicking and screaming like i did not want to change from that blackberry uh it, it was like a cult you you blackberry people were like a cult well it's officially officially dead yeah blackberry has recently announced that they are discontinuing key services to support their phones so even if you still have one of the hanging on because there have been recent blackberries that have been released you're going to be losing all of the things that you loved about your blackberry so is the company going away the company was gone i think um the brand was sold and the company was sold to nokia but i may be wrong don't hmm. write in and bitch if I'm wrong because it doesn't fucking matter. It's a BlackBerry. But they're um, turning off all of the internal switches for things like BBM. BlackBerry says, quote, its devices will no longer be expected to reliably function at all. Wow. Including for data, phone calls, SMS, and 911. So it is officially dead as of. So it officially died yesterday, boys. BlackBerry is no more. I, I never did a, a Palm Centro, man. That was like the go-to and the Palm Pre. Am I, am, I, am I the only weirdo that carried the Palm devices? I didn't have one. I'm the only weirdo that carried the Palm devices. Yeah, I didn't have either. Yeah, if my work would have gave it to me, I would have carried it. But I liked the. Uh, I just liked having the keyboard on the phone. Like I never fucked up with that thing. Like I mess up so much with these uh, screen keyboards. And then with the autocorrect and everything, I've always typed the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, my palm had had the physical keyboards too. Yeah. Uh, I just never uh, got into that cult. What did you love so much about it? No, no, it wasn't. A, I mean, again, I wasn't what a cult follower. It was really the keyboard. I really enjoyed the keyboard. I was like, I don't want to lose this and go to that screen keyboard. And it took me a while. It probably took me a month to be like, okay, I'm okay with this. And now, yeah, obviously, I'm totally fine with it. I would never go back to a BlackBerry. Well, there are, there are folks that. The kicking and screaming held on to their blackberries. Um, oh, well, it is dead. It is dead. Well, I wonder what happens to people who still have those phones. Do they, um, like they're, if dead, were... they're dead as of yesterday. They yeah, no, but like if, like if you went out and said, I love Blackberry, I'm gonna, and then you bought your new phone like a month ago, like are you just fucked? Oh, I, I don't even know when the last Blackberry hardware was released. I would assume that it's been a reasonable okay. amount of time. The last time I remember even hearing about them was at least a year or two ago. So I'm willing to bet that what I remember hearing was probably their last or the last branded hardware. I know that they weren't making their own to begin with. Uh, no transition to this one, but um, Guillermo del Toro, the Academy Award winning director and now notorious or infamous video game director says that uh his work in the video game world is likely done he, i don't think that i will ever try to develop a game again del toro said he confirmed that he was not working on any of the new silent hill related projects because you know he was pretty instrumental in konami's original silent hill series and when posed the question uh he playfully said that he loved the art direction of the new Silent Hills and hoped that the world would get a new one soon, but it's not his baby anymore. 
He loves the idea of gaming as a storytelling exercise, but he doesn't think that he would, quote, develop a new game again because he's the albatross of video gaming. And um, he did appear in and sort of collaborate with Hideo Kojima on um, Death Stranding, which I've been trying to get Mike to play for years. Years. <laughs> years. At least 18 months. Why do you want Mike to play a walking simulator? Have you seen this game, Bert? I have. Yeah, it's like, hey, okay, how many how many boxes can you fit on your back and you know travel to the next town? Like, fuck that! I don't want to do that shit. So spectacular. <laughs> a walking simulator. <laughs> it's not a walking simulator. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not. Oh shit! Sometimes you drive, and <laughs> in the new director's cut, you can create. Cargo, cargo like, robots. Well, no, there's already cargo robots. Think of it like a monorail, okay? They're called cargo zip lines, but for for just think of it as a freight monorail. So good, such a great game, such a great story, and no one wants to play. Well, Guillermo del Toro has a pretty significant role in that game too. That well, what you said his original game was what Silent Hill. Yes, he originally worked with Konami on the Silent Hill. And when was the last time they came out with a Silent Hill game? Uh, hmm. There's one coming out shortly. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I never, um, I mean, it was when I was younger. I remember playing just a little bit of those games and just being, like, afraid for my life, like, what was going to happen. And then I don't, I don't know that I played a ton of it, though. I loved the first one, but I thought the first it's, it's game was a scary game, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I just remember it just being foggy and me like trying to figure out where the fuck I needed to go. And I'm like, you know, I'm really not into this, man. <laughs> I don't want to get too fucking scared. I'm out. Well, I think that you definitely. Um, now change gears. Uh, should I play the walking simulator. Is that what you're saying? I should uh, definitely play the walking simulator. That's where I was going, but um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pick up on that later. No, the first one, you know, that's Pyramid Head, right? Yes. I believe so, was in the first one. Oh, is that where that... Because I know that dude from that uh, game that uh, uh, Doug always plays, that Dead by Daylight or whatever, they have Pyramid Head. Yeah, so he that is that dude is a dude yeah. in Silent Hill. Oh, man, that would scare the shit out of me if I saw that dude. Well, let's think about it. When the first Silent Hill came out, it would have been uh, the original PlayStation. So we're talking... I don't even remember what year it is. Let's just call it 1997. Yeah. I never... That, uh, that was I, scary. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like scary. Like Resident Evil One, if you guys have played that, where the dogs jump through the window for the first time when you're walking around the town, I shit my pants. If you're not playing, I was like, Resident Evil or Silent Hill with the shark? I I think it was Resident Evil with the shark. I don't remember remember the shark. shark. Uh, But I don't. I don't think I actually played Resident Evil to the end either. Was it like a dead shark? No, it was. You're just walking along, and boom, the shark gets you. Oh, I don't remember that. I mean, it was it was the thing that I remembered most about that game, which apparently it could have been Resident Evil. It could be Resident Evil. I I, like, I, I didn't think I finished it. I just remember those dogs jumping through the window and me like basically having a heart attack. You know, it was a great but often overlooked survival horror game that doesn't get enough love. Fatal Frame. Either of you guys play Fatal Frame? Yes, the original Fatal Frame I did. I have not. Wow, I'm like batting a thousand. (laughs) What's that? Well, Bert's played it. What what system is that on? 
It would have been first generation Xbox, right? Uh, I I actually, um, in my office at work, I have a uh, 12 by 18 print of Kiri, the final boss from Fatal Frame. (laughs) Hmm. The PlayStation 2 version was the one that I played, but the the, it was for Xbox and PS2 originally. Okay. Okay. But yes, but yes, it, I mean, you're right. Same, it wasn't just ported. Right, but it was really interesting. Pretty much, you are running around in a um, Japanese estate, Mike, with a camera, and the estate is haunted. We're talking by like you know Japanese horror movie haunted, like mm. evil rip you apart ghosts, and you can exercise those ghosts with your camera by taking photos of them. So mm. think Pokemon Snap with jump scares, awesome atmosphere and music, and um, no, I mean I, I really dug Fatal Frame. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm not a horror movie guy or a horror game guy. I hate fucking zombies. I just ugh, I stay away from that shit. Yeah, that uh, that camera obscura mechanic in Fatal Frame was kind of unique to that series. I've never seen anything done like that. No, nor anything since. I remember the sequel, Crimson Butterfly, but it did not hold me anything like Fatal Frame did. You've got to play the Outlast trilogy, Mike, if you want a modern horror. I don't want it. I don't, oh, yeah. It's no. good. It's good. Uh, yeah, I'm not a horror fan. Like, I've been trying to watch horror shows, but that's, I don't know, it's just not my thing. Well, I've got to get, get some horror head in your way. So listen, back when I was a, a young kid living in Queens, I lived on one side of the street, and my buddy lived on the other side of the street. And it's a long, like city block. Right. And I'd go to his, you know, I would go to his house, and we'd watch like Friday the Thirteenth, like you know the early ones, or Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the early ones, when like he goes and kills everybody in the pool or whatever. And then I'd have to walk home at night, dude. I would book it home like as fast as I possibly could. Cause I always felt those motherfuckers were chasing me. They were chasing you. Right, yeah, I felt well, it. I can't say right across the street, but I know it, it wasn't. Not across the street, the other end of the street. So you had to go, you know. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It felt so, like a fucking mile. So you had to walk the block. Yeah, the whole block. Well, I ran that block. I ran that motherfucking <laughs> block. As fast as I fucking could. All right. Well, we are halfway through the news. I think at this point. We're going to say goodbye to Bert. Thank you so much, Bert. I definitely appreciate everything that uh, that you chimed in with. And I know that uh, when we get rid of my, I mean, when Michael can't make an episode, that uh, <laughs> your, your, your appearance last week, and I'm sure your appearance this week, was very well received. So uh, you are welcome back at any time, my friend. All right. I was just happy to help out. You know, if you need me again, I'll be here. We absolutely loved having you, Bert. You have a wonderful time. When's our next game now? We are gaming on this coming Friday? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to uh, figure that out. We'll have to figure that out. I'm inclined to say that, yes, we'll be gaming in two days. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Bert. Catch you later, man. Take it easy, guys. Hey, speaking of all of these games, both old and new, especially new, Mike, you know how expensive games are now, man. Too expensive, We're, man. I don't I buy know. games unless they're on a discount. And I'm seeing shit that's that's outrageous now, especially when you get the deluxe and the super deluxe and the ultimate versions of the games, which is really just the regular game. 
and you kind of have to get all of that stuff if you want the whole experience, you could be dropping a ton of money on games. Well, I am so thrilled that we have partnered with GreenManGaming.com. You know, I've sent you links from them for quite some time whenever there's something awesome that you need to play, much like the walking simulator. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But um, even before they were sponsors, I have been a gold member at Green Man, and I am so geeked that they are on board with us here at NerdCognito. Go to NerdCognito.com, scroll down to the sponsors section, and click on the Green Man Gaming link. They have AAA titles, but at an indie budget. And they have indie stuff, too, that is awesome. Green Man Gaming has an amazing selection of games. You're getting legitimate keys. You're getting Steam keys. You're getting Epic Store keys. You are getting the same game, but you are often paying half, if not less than half. Um, I can't remember a game that I got from Green Man Gaming that wasn't at least 50% off. And quite frankly, those pennies count. So nerdcognito.com, scroll down, Click on Green Man Gaming. They have the cute little alien. And save on your next video game purchase. Speaking of uh, Steam games, Mike, you want to hear the top selling Steam games of 2021? Uh, sure. How many? Top 20? Uh, just the top selling. Uh, Steam every year releases a list that is not in any specific order. So mm. we don't know what actually sold, but they say, hey, here's the top 10 or whatever. Let me say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games on this list that are the top earners for Steam. Okay. In 2021. In 2021. Okay. And you're going to be really surprised. Let's do it. Grand Theft Auto Five. Not a surprise. You Really? Yeah, so for some reason that game still has a following, and I think it's because of um, these streamers do a role-playing server. I don't know if you heard about that. It's like No Pixel, it's called. And I have yes. Yeah, and they actually like role-play their characters. It's pretty. It's I don't know. It's entertaining. But um, some of the big streamers are on that, so I'm sure that has kind of kept people involved and you know into the game. Apex Legends. Yeah, that's another one. Doesn't surprise me. Dota 2. That surprises me. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking top earners. Yeah, because what's uh, League of Legends is the other one that's like that, right? Right. That type of game, and that one right. seems and, to and be more not, popular. They are not new games. Yeah. Counter-Strike Go. Ugh, that's that's old, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're, yes. Wow. Battlefield 2042. Yeah, that's a new one. Everybody was uh, waiting for that one to come out. I don't know that it's as good as they were hoping. Uh, Destiny 2. Good game. Very good game. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Naraka Blade Point. I don't even know what that is. You don't even know what that is. What is it's it called? A, a Naraka Blade Point. It's yeah. a Battle Royale game. Huh. But it's, you know... I'm, I'm shocked that that's top sales because, I mean, these Battle Royale games are usually big streamer things. I never even heard of it. Dead by Daylight. Yep, there's uh, Doug's game. New World. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and 
Valheim. Yeah. Valheim, very good, too. I was very surprised. With which one, specifically? Just just in general, with the feeling of that list. It's showing that the world hates microtransactions, but they buy microtransactions. Because if you think about it, what are the actual full games that you're not getting nickel and dimed on? Valheim. That's it. Uh, is that true? I don't know. Is New World a microtransaction game? I don't think. Uh, and New World. And New World. So New World and Valheim. Yeah. That That's a shock to me. That really that, is. Uh, Destiny 2? That's not a... Microtransactions. It's really not. I mean, I guess you can. You probably can pay lots, that. Lots of massive multiplayer shooters, too. Or, or yeah. at least team-based shooters, too. That's Yeah, that was most of them. It was like two MMOs and then... It felt like the rest were uh, battle royale or uh, yeah FPS games, right? Those are the the top earners, and uh, if you look at the the top played games on Steam, uh, everything there with the yeah. addition of Halo Infinite, Rust, and Cyberpunk. You know what, Halo? I guess I'm shocked that Halo didn't end up on that list. I think Halo was late, and it it had well, to overcome the whole year, right? Well, it's Halo, Halo's PC even in addition to Xbox, right? Halo's right. a PC game. Okay. I was going to say, because I think a lot of people play Halo on Xbox. I, I would assume that there's probably a larger base on Xbox, yes. Right. Yeah. And that's why you don't see the sales. But yeah, uh, big surprise. It just It just caught me off guard. And I know I, I look at this list almost every year and I say the same thing and it's... Well, they had a New Year's uh, sale, right? Have you looked at anything to see if there's any good uh, deals? No, I've been looking at greenmangaming.com through our nerdcognito.com link. Anything good pop up recently on there? That honestly, with all of the winter sales, of course I look at all of the winter sales. I'm not going to shill that it's just our sponsor. No, I mean, gamer, I look at that and I want to save money. Um, what did I buy? I bought RimWorld. That's it. I finally yeah. I finally bought RimWorld. That's the uh, only game that I bought. Gloomhaven still not cheap enough for you to buy? Gloomhaven is still not cheap enough for me to buy. I want Gloomhaven for ten bucks. Oh fuck you, man! You're never gonna buy that thing. I want Gloomhaven for ten bucks, or when you move, and that's the only gaming that we can do. <laughs> well, no, man. We got to do Dungeons and fucking Dragons online, bro. Two days, bro. Two days. We'll talk about it with everybody. Hey, you—you you were talking about, you know, what happens when a Kickstarter dies, right? Yeah. Panda Global cancels and refunds the Panda Controller Kickstarter after they raised $2 million. What the fuck? Why? When you raise that much money? They still plan on making the luxury controller at some point, but when remains a question mark. Panda Global found themselves an immediate and massive success. Earlier this month, they skyrocketed past their $100,000 goal. But the project has hit been hit with setbacks, they announced this week that they are refunding $2 million to backers who wanted to purchase their customizable GameCube-style high-end controller. Now, isn't someone... I mean, is that like copyrighted or whatever, like trademarked? Like, or is some big company now just going to make it? Well, it's a GameCube-style controller, right? Anybody can make a controller. It just can't be the exact spec as the game's... GameCube controller was, is, is, was, whatever. They are definitely targeting a niche audience that loves Super Smash Brothers and that wants the 
I guess, original sort of feel for Super Smash Brothers. It was a premium controller. I think it was 90 bucks a pop. Well, that's not even um, that bad. That's not even that bad. I, I bought my new uh, Xbox controller. I want to spend it. I spent 150 bucks. I was going to say, did you buy the Elite for 150 bucks? Yeah. 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 You know, it's uh, it was positioned to be the ultimate competitive GameCube-style controller for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, it had an improved control stick, adjustable triggers, removable back buttons, adjustable face buttons, and dozens of more options. They were planning to release additional add-ons for the device, including a wireless battery pack and weight packs so that you could have the controller weigh what you want it to weigh. Huh. And it, I was right. It was set to be priced at 90 bucks. They are not commenting on what the specific setbacks are, but they... Uh, they were under no obligation to pull the plug, and they did. I guess the obligation is if you take $2 million and run, <laughs> you're going to have some pissed off people, and you ain't never releasing your controller, right? Yeah, but still, man, that's $2 million bucks when they only expected to raise 100000 That's crazy. So another one bites the dust on Kickstarter. I'm going to save this one for later since we're talking about, you know, Getting back to a fantasy role-playing game in person. Notice what I didn't say, Mike. Yeah, I know. I'm not uh, happy about it. There is a uh, there's an article that I pulled this week about a tool that will help us online, and we'll just kick it after the news and make it our last segment. You use Google Maps when you drive. I use um, Waze. Or Waze. Yeah. I yeah. Use Waze. You prefer Waze? Um, I think uh, maybe it's more just because that's what I've been using, but, um, I don't know if Google maps does all the uh, notifications like police. Since a lot of the ways innovations have been ported into Google maps, but, uh, Google maps and ways are under fire for sending users on dangerous roads during a snowstorm. Mm. Too many drivers take everything Google Maps says for granted, according to, according to this article from Auto Evolution. Now, does Google Maps have the uh, notifications? I never got them when I used it. Like if there's a cop on the road or whatever. Uh, they do have speed trap notifications. And they'll have delay notifications. But they don't, but, like if, if someone reports a police, I don't even know if you can report through Google. Yes, you can. You can report on Google Maps huh. now. Okay. But uh, what I've found is you have to have a destination in. They don't just show up on the map. So this holiday, we went to the in-laws, right? I know how to drive to my in-laws, but we have to go on a lot of highway to get there. So I put the destination in purely to make sure that I knew where the Barneys were. And, you know, I wish it would just show up as you were driving in real time. But... Um, and it saved me a couple tickets. Yeah, it's always been pretty good for me, too. I actually um, I had to take my car in uh, just the other day to get inspected and do all that shit. And they gave me the loaner car. On my way back, I got pulled over. In the loaner car? Yeah. And it, I mean, and my, uh, yeah, yeah. He gave me a warning. It's the first time that I got out of a ticket in a long time that I can remember. It's been that long. I haven't had a ticket since my early, early 20s. And I've never had a ticket that stuck. I went to court for all my tickets and uh, beat them. Hmm. 
So when you beat them, though, you say you beat them. Like, do you still have to pay a fine that you just don't lose points? No. Oh, no, really? They, yeah. I, I, I don't understand how that's even possible. I either had well, one, the cop just didn't show up because he knew he didn't have an argument, and two of them, the cop did show up, and the magistrate threw out the ticket and the fine, and the points. I've never heard of such a cop. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. I went to uh, court once for one of my tickets, and I mean, I got out of the points, but I still had to pay the fine. No, I've I've never had to pay the fine, mm. and the one that that I should have. Yeah, I mean, you always you always say you're going to court, right? Because you're always rolling the dice that the cop can't make it to court. The one ticket was I was driving with an expired ex- inspection, and I, I missed it by like three days, and got busted because I was a hot-headed asshole when I was younger. And I laid on the horn at this intersection when some guy wasn't turning right on red. And then that, of course, brought the eyeballs to my car. And then the cops saw that my inspection was out and pulled me over. Mm. Totally in the wrong on that one. But I went to court and the cop didn't show and got that one thrown out. Man, I I have the opposite luck. That's why I was surprised when I got out of the warning. I was just really polite to the guy. As soon as he, before he even got to my window, I was like, oh, how you doing, officer? And... I just was real nice to him, and he was totally cool. He's like, dude, I'm just going to give you a warning. It's like, oh, thank God. But yeah, that's, that's very fortunate. Well, yeah, because that's, I mean, in in this state, if you get a ticket, at the minimum is like 150 bucks you're paying. Oh, I think it's it's probably more than that now because the court costs are about 150 bucks. Yeah, maybe. It's been a while since I got a ticket, but well, I knew. I don't want to find out. I, I know no. the, last, the last thing I got was a parking ticket downtown, and – it literally was a $4 violation, $75 ticket. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. Anyway, Google Maps, people are bitching because, well, it's giving me a route that's on a dangerous snowy road, Michael. Yeah, how is, how is Google Maps going to know that? For ourselves. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, like, how is Google Maps supposed to know? Oh, this road has a lot of snow and it wasn't plowed yet. Like, come on, guys. Shit can't be perfect. Google explained in an official statement for the cited source that it's currently making changes now based on the feedback, and it should help drivers better choose the route that they choose to reach their destinations. Google Maps now displays a winter storm warning in the app, and Google claims it's encouraging all drivers to stay alert, especially when dealing with such difficult conditions. Right. I need to find like a pussy sound effect drop because I'm going to use it every fucking week with this bullshit. Yeah, it's um, uh it's crazy. I love technology. I've been an early adopter of technology. I've always been that guy. You you, you know that. It doesn't replace rational thought. Uh, pussies. If you have a suggestion for my pussy sound drop that I can put right into my board so that instead of me losing my brain as it explodes in my head, please email us at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. What about it, like a queef sound? Oh, yeah, but nobody will know what that is. No, it'll sound like a fart. Um, yeah. Maybe you just got to do a, a cat meowing. That's all. Meow. I like it. But I'm going to let the audience be the the final the final co- contributors for this one. Yep. Although I do like the cat meowing, especially since my cat fucking 
thank goodness, knock on wood, is always invading down in the studio. But yeah, pussy. Uh, Final (laughs) Final Fantasy VI, in my opinion, the best Final Fantasy ever. Well, let's see here. Because I I know there's a disparity between the numbers, if you're talking Japanese versus U.S. version. Which is the... Which is Japanese the one? Six, US three. Okay, is that the one where again you find all your teammates or whatever, and then like the walls are closing in, and Palam and Porum turn to stone to save you from the walls closing in? That's Final Fantasy four. That is the best one in my opinion. Oh, no, this, this is Final Fantasy six. This is with Kefka, and the world of ruin, and the world of balance, and the Espers. I, I don't. Rem- All I remember is like almost going to tears as my teammates were like risking their lives for me. Like Sid in the airship, and he blows up with the airship or some shit. Oh, that was so good. And that's Final Fantasy Four. You said that's that's Final Fantasy Four. Yeah, that that's the best of. one I think, hands down, hands well, down. The Pixel Remaster for Four is out. The Pixel Remaster for Six will be launching probably February 2022. It's they've at least made an official announcement that the Pixel Remaster launches in February 2022 in order to bring you the best possible experience they're allowing the necessary time to apply final polish while finishing development on the game. They're looking forward to sharing the final title with you. Um, Dude, I remember when I got my Nintendo the original Nintendo and I got it with Final Fantasy 1. Oh, so you were a late adopter Oh uh, yeah. Nintendo. Oh yeah. My uh yeah, I was always late to most things. But that game was like the best game ever at that time. I loved that game. I remember it came with such a thick ass book. Like it I saw it. Oh man, I don't you know. know. That game I was so better good. than the original Final Fantasy. I like the Dragon Warriors. Oh, Dragon Dragon- Wait, hold on. Dragon I had Dra- Dragon Warriors were before Final Fantasy, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'm lying to you. Maybe Final Fantasy wasn't my first game because I definitely played all the Dragon Wars. One through four I played. Maybe five. Is there five? There. The, what are they on now? Thirteen? Well, they changed the title though. I'm talking like the original Dragon War. Now it's called Dragon Quest or whatever well, it's it called. it always was Dragon Quest. We just Americanized it to Dragon Warrior. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same game. Yeah, I, I played the last one too. I loved it. But the, I, like I Dragon Warrior 1 was so good. You and I were playing it at the same time and I yeah. actually Got to end game and then quit. Uh, yeah, that was a good game. That was such a good game. But the, like the first one was great. The second one was really hard, but fucking great. That's when you actually got like more than one person. Like the first one, where you were by yourself the whole time, right? right? And then the second one, you got like two teammates with you or something. It was so good. Yeah, I I, I appreciated that. But Final Fantasy did a lot in the first one. Um. Well, you were able to make your own team. That was the best part able, of it. Right. Custom- you could you could have four black mages if you wanted. Yeah. Customize your own team. That was uh, that was revolutionary for that time, right? It really was. Yeah. Anyway, I, I have to disagree with you that six is the best oh, man. Final Fantasy, followed by nine oh, and then four. Did, you know, if you enjoyed four so much, did you ever play the after years? I, at one point, like... There was a point in the Final Fantasy games where I was just no longer into it. Like, no, I don't I, know. The, the one that you love, Final Fantasy IV. Yes. There is Final Fantasy IV, the after years. Same art style, same game. It picks up like 20 years after the events of Final Fantasy IV with the same characters. Uh. 
Well, all the characters died in that game, even though they came back at the end to give you like power. Remember that? I do. I do. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to find it and uh, and send you a link to it. But it's the uh, same one when you go off planet to find that dude, that old wizard dude, too, right? Yes. Oh, that's the best one. I don't know how it's even a debate. It's <laughs> such a good one. Kafka is by far the best villain ever of all time. Do you watch any of the new Star Trek stuff? Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Picard? Well, yeah. Strange New Worlds isn't out yet. No, I never really got into Star Trek, and I wanted to when they started coming out with the stuff on Netflix. But I'll I tell you did. what. Um, Picard and Discovery are excellent shows. Now, you know, the 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 butthurt brigade that can't evolve and doesn't like anything to change. They're like, mean, it's not Star Trek. No, that's, that's, they're, they're shitting all over Gene Roddenberry. Make me a Hot Pocket, Mom. But once you get through that smoke screen, excellent shows. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, who played um, Riker on The Next Generation um, and directs a shit ton of stuff, has been working pretty immersively in all three of the new live-action ones. There's also an animated one. That's great. Lower decks. Um, all of the new Star Trek properties are, are really top notch, except for the. <laughs> Can you get me some Mountain Dew? <laughs> Frakes has said that uh, he expects to return to the director's chair for Star Trek Discovery season five. And this is on uh, Netflix or no? Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. Well, uh, come over and I'll take care of you. Well, come over and let's watch the Star Trek season. It was inferring that you would just come over and watch it, but yeah, I'll get you a copy of it. <laughs> uh, it's excellent. Discovery, good. I will say this. I started paying attention to the episodes that I knew were directed by him. Like, I wasn't going crazy fanboy. I was like, oh, I know Frank still directs this episode, right? They are the best episodes. So his involvement is welcome. In my opinion, you know, he's working as a director for all of them. Strange New Worlds, which is the Enterprise under Pike. Picard, which is amazing. It really is. My biggest fear is that Patrick Stewart is going to die mm. mid-season oh, of, of creating this thing. And then they're going to be fucked. That's the and, Picard one, right? Yeah, and then Lower Decks. Because, let's face it, he's no spring chicken anymore. And... That generation is kicking off. Betty White didn't even make her triple digits. Yeah. Uh, last up in the tabletop board game world, Dark Souls, the tabletop role-playing game, has mm. been announced. So, you know, there was a Dark Souls board game that, that, uh, that was recently brought to life. I don't know. I, I feel like my buddy bought that and we played it. I wasn't too crazy about it. I, I didn't play it because I, I, I never really enjoyed the video games. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about the video games either, even though a lot of people are. But the board game isn't that good, at least in my experience. I, I we played it once. I wasn't crazy about it. Well, apparently Lorethic is going to be the main setting for the tabletop role-playing game. And uh, whatever. It's it's Dark Souls. Yeah. You don't need any more tabletop role-playing games when you got D&D, &D, right? Well, it is based on 5th edition Dorks and Donuts. So the Dark Souls 
game was probably going to have a little flavor, but uh, we'll have to wait and see until it formally gets released. And that, my friend, is the news. Yeah, I can't do it. I've 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 laid the hammer down. I'm not going to run fifth edition. Are you serious? I am a hundred percent serious. Come on, bro. I'm currently investigating some of the systems that we've run before. I'm looking at Thirteenth Age, of course. We've talked about that. I'm looking at Fate. I really like the Fate system, but you have to have the right group for Fate. Um, no, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we don't have the right group, but Fate is very, very story driven, and the thing that I like about Fate is, as Dungeon Master, I guess as GM, the group still has a lot of control over what happens. Everything is sort of like a partnership as far as creativity. That's why I say you have to have the right group. Um, a couple of other friends have suggested some other systems that I'm taking a look at. I sort of want to kick it around the table when we talk in two days. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here almost having tears come down my face that we're not going to play 5th edition. I, I cannot and will not support a product that is shitting on half of their fan base. The response that we've had, and we're not going down that path again, but it, it's it's a legitimate barometer. That sure, there's 50% of people that say it's fine, and there's 50% of people that say it's not. And then when you dive into that 50% that say it's fine, most people are like, whatever, if I don't like it, I'll just ignore it. And I can't get behind that, because that means that it's not okay. That means that a very, very insignificant minority is being very, very loud and shitting on the whole minority. So it's not going to happen at our table. I, I, I don't know. I mean, nothing's set in stone. You can still convince me otherwise. But as of right now, it's off the table. Hurts my heart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're also going to have to find some sort of online, I guess, arena to conduct our games in for when the eventual transitions need to take place and we're not all able to get together face-to-face. -to -face. Because you can't use that, the thing that you have, because it's not compatible? No, no, no. We can use what we have. We can use disc. I'm leaning towards using Discord for the voice and video. I'm also going to require video. Yeah. Um, I think that that's... Hugely important, um, and we can pop sort of whatever we want into Discord. But there are about a bunch of virtual tabletops, and there's a new early access tabletop called Adventure Roll that is cool because it sort of has oh a Neverwinter Nights sort of feel to it in its presentation. So it's not just a virtual tabletop. But it is something where you can craft, you know, scenes. You can create drama. You can have characters interacting. Um, you can check it out on their website. It is worth a look. It's called Adventure Roll. And I don't know that it will be ready for prime time, but I do know that I won't be using D&D Beyond. That's yeah. for damn sure. So probably Discord and Map Tool. 
if we even need map tool. What's that? What do you mean if we even need it? If we even need map tool for for like tactical hmm. sort of things. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know either. Hurts. Really fucking hurts. All these fifth edition D and D books. Just gonna sit there and collect dust. I've got them too, my friend. But I can't be buying more, and I can't be endorsing a system. And let's face it, um, podcast aside, I tend to think that in our jurisdiction, I tend to have a little bit of sway in the gaming world. And I have for a long time, and I don't broadcast that a lot. But back in the day when it was meetups, I ran the meetup group for our city. In the stores, people know who I am. I'm going to, for the first time ever, use whatever little shred of nerd credibility. And it's small. I don't want people to think I have a big head to really drive this point home. I can't can't endorse that system. So yeah, no 5th edition. And I'll let that be known to everybody two days from now, Mike, when, uh, when we're together with the group. Probably take a look at Otis. That's that game that uh, I was telling you about. Bert, when he was in studio last week, checked it out. He was super impressed with it as well. Uh, so we're definitely going to play that. We might play Mezzo. Um, you know anything about Mezzo? Neither one of those games. Do I Otis know anything about it? the Undersea game that we talked about yep. two weeks ago. I remember you mentioning it, yep. And uh, Mezzo, Bert actually brought it for a holiday gift for me. It's an area control game, obviously, in Mesoamerica. So um, those two things, plus, you know, whatever the rest of the crew either wants to play or brings along, certainly all all are viable options. Um, anything you want to play that you're thinking of? Any no, you know of- me. I'm always I'm always down to play whatever. You, you got so many games, I'm down to play anything. Any style of game you'd prefer? The next time we play? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with anything. Even negotiation, I don't care. Usually that's not oh, whatever even, you want to play. Even a negotiation game. Even those crappy-ass games. Oh, I might have to take you up on that because it's not often you say that. But, I, again, I, I do think we should play Doug's game that takes forever. No. No, no way. <laughs> what the? <laughs> no way. The game that takes forever, if you missed the episode a couple weeks back, was Twilight Imperium 4. And no fucking way. We yeah, we have maybe, maybe three or four hours. And we wouldn't get through the rules. Yeah, that's just, that's that's not going to work. We would not get through the rules. I sent you those pictures... I started buying the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe toys. Yeah, there's something else. You know, I said I'm going to buy, I'm just going to buy a couple of figures for nostalgia, play with them with the little dude here at home. Bro, I got a problem. Yeah, now you're, you're probably, you're not taking them out of the package, I imagine. And no, just, I am taking them out of the oh, package. You oh, you are? I am taking oh. them out of the package because we're playing with them. And... Um, you can't play with them in a package. Well, that's what I was going to say. I thought maybe like your, your original plan was like, hey, we'll play. And then you get them. You're like, I don't want to take these out of the fucking well, package. Well, I realized that like anything, it's not worth going to be worth shit. And even if it did become worth something, because I have a couple in the package that have double or triple value of of what I paid for them. 
it's not something that I'm going to sell anyhow. And it is really something just for me and the kid to play with. So I am taking them out of the package. Now I have a problem with now I'm looking because availability is a problem. And what used to be, oh, I'm just going to pick up a couple of these is now turned into, I got to have. You are a collector, man. All of these fucking action figures. Oh, man. And that's bad because I made fun of the action figure guys. And now you're as, as a kid, hey, I had my He-Man. I played my guys. And uh, now, not the Kevin Smith vomit version, but the uh, Origins figures versions are out. Yeah, I, uh, I did not heed the warning of many nerds that have come before me in my He-Man groups online that said if you start collecting origins there is no small dipping a toe in are they pricey uh, not not really they're pricey because they're scarce um average figure is 15 to 20 dollars which so- sound like a lot i don't know doesn't sound like a lot i actually called my mom this week <laughs> and i uh i said do you remember when you used to buy me he-man figures how much were they she said instantly four ninety nine. So that is right in line with with inflation, right? Yeah. Forty year inflation, that is exactly where they should be. So it sounds like a lot, but it's not, but it doesn't, but I don't know. Anyway, retail yeah. price, fifteen, twenty bucks a figure, right? Because of scarcity, there's a secondary market now where you can't always get the figure that you want. Yeah. And scarcity is driving that is that how much you paid, or you paid no. the? Okay. No, I'm the one thing that I am very proud of is I'm only paying retail or less for these action figures. I'm not going into the secondary market, and one of them that I just happened upon at the store the other day, I got it for fifteen bucks. Came home, looked it up, forty-five bucks. You got it at like a a target, like a, just a regular store. Or? Got it, yeah, at a Target. Yeah. That's so, cool. um, who knows? I don't know how long it's gonna it's gonna last with the kid. I did uh, buy the complete filmation version of the show so that hopefully it'll latch on a little bit longer. Because <laughs> you want someone to play with. <laughs> yes, because I want someone to play with. Uh, it's not even for his benefit; it's for you. I mean, he loves it. I mean, he likes it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, but he, <laughs> he does know he it's. Those are daddy's toys, and we can only play with those with daddy. That's cool, though. Uh, I just worry that I'm going to have 50 action figures two weeks from now. Are there that many? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, there are. Uh, and you know how I can sometimes get. My uh, my brother, I remember when he had that Castle Grayskull. I think it was cool. Seventy nine ninety nine at Target. Hmm waiting for it to go on sale because I can't buy a hunk of plastic for $80 at my age and justify it in my brain. Yeah, that thing was pretty cool, though. But I can pay 50 bucks for a hunk of plastic and justify it in my brain. Everything has a price. Everything has got a price. You know, you know what you can't put a price on? What is that? Your health. You cannot put a price on your health or peace of mind. It's a sensitive subject for some, but uh, if you or your loverly partner have a concern, 
we invite you to come to nerdcognito.com, scroll down to our sponsors, and click on the ad for STD check. You can get local, private STD testing starting at just 24 bucks. Click on the link, learn more, nerdcognito.com, and find the happy, smiling couple. You never know. You never know. You know, when I was in my younger years, I had a cow of a side piece named Carrie, and she claimed that I gave her something. And I knew that I didn't because none of the other girls that I was seeing at the time got anything. But um, she claimed for years into the future, because I remained friends with her, swore up and down that I was the one that gave her that little present. And if I had a service like stdcheck.com, I know that uh, I could have waved those results in her face, said, please go to nerdcognito.com, scroll down to the sponsors section and use our link. I mean, hey, it gives us a cut, right? You're gonna pay the same price. At least share the wealth with us, stdcheck. Have some peace of mind, have some privacy, and it's local. Tune in next week. We will talk about what the response was at the table and see what we come up with. Until then, my name is Ryan David. That is just Mike, and you have listened to Nerd Cognito. Later, y'all. See you, Mike. Later.